Welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shad Dynasty League, one of many leagues accounts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined by Devin Rambo. Devin, say something to everybody right now. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for that. We got to get moving. We're doing two podcasts today. We're working overtime, okay? The boss is uh, breaking our backs over here like little tiny Tims toying on Christmas Eve to get everybody the podcast content they so rightfully desire because it's a fantastic time of year. The league is shaping into place. We only have one more week until the playoffs are determined, and you'll never believe who's still in the hunt. We're going to tell you how far and how far you how far and how high and how far you the valleys, the peaks, the everything. We'll tell you how where you could go. Oh, the places you'll go. We'll tell you in just a minute. But first, let's get to the waiver action. We did see some action this morning, in fact, because waivers were pushed back due to the Wednesday afternoon football game between the Steelers and the Ravens. Devin won the Devontae Booker sweepstakes, getting him for $26 who will be filling in for Jacobs this week. He beat Bill's $7, Drew's $5, my $3, Bob's $2, and Matt's $1 bid. Now, I have an excuse. I don't have any money left, okay? So I don't really have the opportunity to even, like, afford afford anybody. I mean, $3 is all I had, and I was hoping I could slide by. But for some of these other guys, I mean, Eric's got 34 Bill has 45 Um you know, Dave has 25. I mean, there was uh, Dave smart, very, very intelligently. Devin outbid Dave's total by exactly $1 thinking he was the most likely guy to drop a bid. Dave doesn't drop anything. He texts me. He goes, did I fuck it up? Am I going to get out of the play? Am I fucking, and now Jacobs is out. And I'm like, dude, just get Devonte Booker. You have enough money, but apparently he wouldn't have anyways. Um, but surprising. He didn't even throw a bid. Um, anyways, Drew got Trey Burton for $2. I got Colt McCoy for free. Bob grabbed Anthony Ferkser for free. True. You're letting your guys slip between your fingers. Uh, Nick got Kiki QT, which is interesting. He's been a dynasty. Oh, he's one of those guys every year of dynasty. Oh, is Kiki QT worth the stash? Well, so far throughout his career, it hasn't been, but with, uh, Will Fuller being suspended for PEDs for the rest of the season, worth a shot. Bob got Josh Gordon. Uh, who is also reinstated uh, back to the league, eligible to return uh, for our play, our, for our championship. So a little presumptive of Bob, but maybe worth a stash. And he also grabbed Isaiah Coulter, the rookie out of SMU. I don't quite remember. He was on that list of guys that I wrote as thought I could, that people would potentially draft that nobody even looked at. Um, he's worth a stash. He hasn't seen many snaps this year, but his role could increase and he could get a connection with Deshaun Watson to end the year. I like that pickup quite a bit. Um, let's get right into the matchups. It was another fantastic week, and we'll kick it off with now what's becoming a weekly tradition, my tanking week. Um, yes, I played Nick. Uh, I lost, obviously, which gave the bullshit division another win. So now we're 12-11 and 11 on the season. Of course, it's not quite fair because I'm tanking a bit, but Nick won 137.78 to 102.94. And I mean, for me, it's funny because I didn't even set a shitty lineup. I actually set my best lineup possible just to see what would happen. But I just had a shitstorm. Ayuk, Lamar, Mark Andrews, COVID, Foles, benched, Galladay, out, Mixon, IR. Galladay should be on the IR. I mean, he's been fucking, he hasn't played a game in six weeks. Um, I knew last week I could, I could feel it coming. I could feel that breeze blowing. I knew it was better to tank. I wasn't going anywhere this year. 
in spite of Antonio Gibson just continuing to steal my heart. And on a Scoopsgiving where I was a little down in my cups and depressed that I wasn't going to get that Steelers Sunday night football victory to cap off a perfect day of gluttony and alcoholism, um, I, I just, it was really sad. But to see Gibson do what he did just brought me so much joy. And I hope it, I hope you felt the same, especially guys out there who drafted, I don't know, guys like uh, Clyde Edwards, Larry John Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Caleb Akers, whatever, you know. I, but everybody's good in their own ways. It's just some people are good in ways that, you know, get you points. Regardless, for Nick, hey man, you were you were all bent out of shape that you gave up Ayuk for Ryan Fitzpatrick because a week later, he was benched and useless. But if he remains a starter, that's not so bad. I mean, you know, you're working with Brady. Now you got Fitzpatrick. I mean, think about it. You went into the playoffs thinking you'd have Breeze and Burrow. They're both likely not playing for you. Now you got Brady and Fitzpatrick, and you traded for Ryan Tannehill. That's not a bad threesome, especially if Fitzpatrick can maintain that uh, starting role. Uh, they might play the Jets again. I think, do they have another Jets game on the schedule? I mean, that would be fan-frickin-tastic. That might have saved your playoff hopes way more than Ayuk would have. Ayuk would never have that same kind of impact. Anyways, uh, James Robinson, again, a great a great pickup. Also helped you with the dub. We just need D-Hop to round into form, you know? For all the shit Drew took, and I told you guys, you got to pay up for running back in this league. It just has to happen. Imagine Nick's team right now with Henry and uh, and and Ronald Jones. I mean, it's 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 laughable. Now, if that were the case, he wouldn't have the pick that he flipped to Tannehill, and maybe he doesn't have the quarterback depth. But regardless, yeah, I mean, unless Kyler and, and DeAndre Hopkins put it back together to end here, um, yeah, I mean everybody should be afraid of what Derrick Henry is capable of in the month of December. Our next game, let's get to that Derrick Henry uh, guy. It's Drew versus Bill. Drew won 150.8 to Bill's 149.6. For the second week in a row, Drew's the number one score, just cresting over 150 points, defeating the number two score in the league, and both times winning by just a little over one measly point. One measly point, 10 yards. Anybody could go out there. Yeah, you and I could get 10 yards, but they couldn't do it for Bill and they couldn't do it for Dave last week. It's insane. Taysom Hill was upgraded to his main starter. It was a good move. And Henry and A.J. Brown, you don't need to hear me gush it, but the Titans are rolling into form. It's all coming together, baby. Oh, that wasn't a good win when the Steelers beat them. Fuck off. It was a good win. I mean, yeah, it's tough to say who would be your top three teams in the AFC. I'd, obviously, I'm going to partial to say the Steelers, and I can't, I'd be dumb if I didn't say the Chiefs, but I don't know. Between the Titans and the Bills, it's a, I don't know. Both their defenses are underperforming. It's tough. I don't know. They haven't played this year, have they? That's an interesting matchup. I would like to see that game. Um, I just trust the Titans to play a more tight game. Josh Allen, he still does weird shit. Okay, anyways, it, it, it's a good feeling for 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 Drew to see his real-life team come into form, helping the fantasy team, even though John is not doing anything, and he let Fersker go. But Ronald Jones, he might actually have won the job over Fournette. Fournette's been inconsistent, inefficient, and dropped a lot of passes. And, I mean, I think clearly the Bucks are like, we don't really have a good running back, so we're just going to keep going back and forth with you guys. But for now, I think uh, Ronald Jones has his job into our playoff stretch, which is huge. Um and like, look, long term, you could say Nick won that trade, but for the here and now, it's a win now move. More than you guys gave it credit for. 
but I gave it credit for because I know because I made win now moves once upon a time. Of course, those people involved those deals involved Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell, who were top ten running back assets at the time, and they just continued to stink. Whereas Henry is just gaining steam and looking to dominate. Plus, Justin Jefferson still had a nice game. Bill, it seemed like he had no chance, especially to start the week. He flexed Snell, um, you know, and who who knew if that game was even happening? Damian Harris. Tyler Boyd with no Burrow, Rashard Higgins with Baker. I mean, he really thought that he was hopeless, but good Lord, Tyreek Hill putting up a historic performance, kind of like when I came back from almost nothing to beat Devin with that locket performance, just wiping it in his face as DK made a great play technically on defense, or I don't know what you want to call it, to, to stop a pick six from happening. But other than that, did nothing. This was the same type of thing, but just not close enough, not close enough. More points than almost ever has been recorded in one half, but eh, put the foot on the brakes at the end, you know. Anyways, but that's the thing. You have that, you combine it with Mahomes, it's a deadly combination, and it's something to fear. Maybe if Bill can't get in the playoffs this year, maybe he can. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Um, But definitely next year, something to worry about. Anyways, he could have won this by just not playing a defense at all since Indy went negative, or he could have played the Pats over them, or played... Kirk Cousins over Matt Ryans or Kyle Rudolph over Richard Higgins. And the moral of the story is for two weeks in a row, Bill lost by picking the wrong defense between the Pats and the Colts and benching Kirk Cousins. So he's got he's to get that, that team management under his belt. And uh, this kid could have been 2-0 over the past two weeks and in a lot better position to get in the playoffs. But hey, don't count him out. He still has a chance, which I will uh, describe to you in detail soon. Uh, our other matchup, Matt versus Dave. This was supposed to be the match of the century. The match of the lifetime. Determine the first seed in the ever-coveted cuck division. But Dave drops his second in a row. Matt wins 102.98 to Dave's 93.6. That puts Matt firmly in the first place. Even though Kyler is not right. Something's not right there. And Josh Allen's numbers have definitely come down to earth. But you know, and you look at his flexes, he's made some nice works of, of some pickups that he had this year. Gallman, McKissick, Jacoby Myers, good in spots, bad in others. Like on the total, they probably combined for about 20 to 30 a week, which, you know, not a lot of booms, but at least steady. But without those guys, I mean, he'd have basically no options. And it just, it's fucking sick to me how little Matt has started Herbert this year. In, in my other league, I started 0-5. I've won seven straight by benching Lamar for Herbert and never looking back. And this guy doesn't even fucking play him. It's criminal. Um, But anyways, on Dave's side, we mentioned earlier, or we mentioned in the last pod about the running back peril that he's been in, the the landslide that's been coming his way. Jacob's hurt, and the Raiders were just completely embarrassed, had no use for him when they were down 40 uh, against Atlanta. Kamara completely neutered with Taysom Hill under center. And Minnesota, same story. Fell behind early. No use for Dalvin Cook to really make an impact. His highest scoring running back this week was Mike Davis, and that's not as good of a thing as it was at the beginning of the season. Um, and to be fair, Ben, who he started, if he had just a— Ben, there were 10 drops in that game, and I would say eight were on the receivers and two were on Ben. Jesus Christ. If he gets four of those balls caught, it's probably a touchdown here or there, more yardage. Dave could have won that, but that did not happen. Um, and, uh, I guess if he played Latavius Murray over every single flex that he had besides Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis, he would have won. Uh, Devin versus Eric. Devin won 148.2 to, uh, Eric's 123.3. 
Eckler coming back was huge, especially since Clyde and Miles continue to disappoint, uh, particularly in my one best ball league. Um, but DK's been going off. Uh, and Deshaun and uh, Aaron Rodgers, they're a championship-worthy combo this year. You've got to have two solid starters at quarterback to have any hope, and these guys are definitely it. Um, Eric had some nice days from Chubb and Allen Robinson, but he left Flacco in instead of Trubisky. No, Flacco was benched, and Trubisky just got the job. But if he had if he had left Trubisky in, and then he played Cooper, Malcolm Brown, Robert Woods, he actually could have won. But instead, he started two tight ends and played Zach Paschal. See, I'm confused. Was this low-key a tank game where he half went for it and half gave up? Because he's flexing some pretty dumbass fucking names and left a guy in that was benched and could have played a quarterback. I'm going to have to look into this one. I, I think maybe he wanted to make sure he was in contention for the number one pick overall. Because if he won this game, he'd be at five wins. He'd be tied with Bill. Bill would have the point differential. But hey, if he squeaked out one more, he'd be tied with me. I'd still have the point differential, but I don't know. And if Bill got in instead of him to the battle for the one seed, it really wouldn't matter because he has Bill's pick anyway. So I don't know what, what he was doing here, but kind of kind of a weird lineup there. Bob versus Nate, our last match. Bob won 125.4 to 110.96. Bobby, keeping the dream alive. Him and Drew both going 2-0 over the past two weeks since I crossed them off. They're getting into the playoffs. So despite Goff shitting himself, uh, Kenyon Drake had a nice game, and Will Fuller a really big Thanksgiving performance. I wonder what 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 had what put all that pep in his step. What got him so geared up and ready to have a big game? I, I I'm not sure. Uh, Goddard, Devontae Parker, great games. Mike Glennon making slight work against your Cleveland Browns that secured him the dub. On Nate's side, Cam has dropped the ball for him hard. Cam, I got off him. I overpaid for Tannehill. Whatever. But he is looking like a meteor, especially considering that Seattle Seahawks game. He was a satellite high in the sky. I was like, oh, I'm not trading this guy for two first. He is a meteor crashing back down to earth. He might not have a starting job next year. If Nate had played Baker over him, he gets to win easily. He starts Debo over almost anybody, and it's, it's, a, it's a big dub, actually. Um, so with that being said, let's just jump right in a little earlier than usual But let's jump into the playoffs, the current standings, and then we'll get into our special playoff picture feature that we do annually. And we're going to have to write off two teams because two teams have come. So let's just recap. We've already written off Nate, Eric, Bob, and Drew. Now remember, I was just writing people off to determine who will not win a championship this year. Doesn't mean you won't make the playoffs because it looks like two of those guys have a great shot of staying in the playoffs. I think, well, I won't spoil anything, but... On the other hand, now i got to swipe off two more. So heading into the playoffs with six teams, I am only leaving four possible teams that can win a championship. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Anyways, Nick remains in first place. He's at 8-4, and four, got the most points in the league. I told you, the winner of him and Devin's matchup was going 3-0. and oh. Turns out that's probably going to be Nick. He clinches the one seed in his division, likely with this win. Um, that's probably what happens. We'll get into that. Matt, 8-4. and four. Uh, he's got the six most points in the league. He splits the last two weeks. He has a shot at the one seed, but he's at two for now. Um, like I said, Nick clinched the one seed in his division, most likely, but maybe not the one seed overall. And Matt also clinched the one seed in his division, but maybe 
he has a chance to pop up into the first seed overall. Not sure. Drew has popped into third seed. That's the that's the coveted seed where you get to pick your first round matchup. He's seven and five, the only seven win team there. He's got the seven most points. Um, he is up one slot. Nick and Matt were there last week. Devin is in fourth place. He's at six and six, second most points in the leagues, up two slots. He's challenging for three. This match with him and Drew is huge. Devin could control his destiny with a dub here, but then also getting to pick his first round matchup. That's an interesting one. Bob is your fifth seed at six and six. He's got the fourth most points in the league. He's hopped into the playoffs with two dubs. Cross-off teams are undefeated uh, since I cross him off. But how high can he get? Could he fall out? You'll have to find out. Dave is our last playoff spot. Say it ain't so. This guy was a one-seed contender a week ago. He's at six and six, down three slots. Five most points in the league. Sorry, forgot to mention this. Bob's up three slots. Good for him. He popped in in the playoffs with this one. Um, Dave, he made the earthquake with his trade with for Russ, and, and he's nearly out of the hunt. Can he hold on? You'll have to listen to find out. I am in seventh place, the odd man looking out of the playoffs at 6-6, six and six, down two slots, eighth most points in the league. It's Tankapalooza. What, I didn't need COVID to tell me that this wasn't my year. I knew it wasn't my year, and I'm glad that I'm smart enough to have realized that a week early. Bill in the eighth seed, 5-7, and seven, third most points in the league, down one slot from last week. He lost by a combined less than 10 points total over the past two weeks, potentially ruining his playoff hopes. He's one correct defense away from being in the playoffs, two correct defenses away from being uh, the three seed. Uh, this is this is insane. One, one, uh, one little butterfly flaps his wings and some pervert in Tuscaloosa comes in his pants and you never know what's going to happen. Crazy sliding doors moment. Um, Nate... And Eric are at four and eight, nine and ten in points, no change. They're playing each other for the number one pick. If you're curious, and we did the half point thing, now Devin is the first person to crest ten half point wins. I am slipping in that regard because I've been tanking. But it would go Nick, Dave, Devin, Matt, Drew. I would be your last playoff spot, and then Bob, Bill, Nate, and Eric. So um, Dave would jump up four slots. It's it's these past couple weeks that have killed him. Early on in the season, he earned the number two seed, top of our division, but he won't get it. Devin would firmly be in third. Matt would fall two. Drew would fall two because they've been up and down this year. I would still be in it because I was strong to start, but I've given up. Bob would be pushed out. Bill, Eric, and Nate would be in the same place. So we got a couple matchups this week. Got some big ones. Maybe we should maybe we should just preview those quickly. Just say who's playing each other. So that way you kind of get a sense of what we're looking at here. So I'm playing Bob. Matt is playing Bill in a cross-conference uh, matchup. Eric is playing Nick. Devin's playing Drew. And Dave is playing Nate. So let's go team by team, see what, see what we got here. So Nick, his best case scenario is to hold the one seed. If he wins his game, he's good. Uh, it, it, he has a 120-point lead on Matt, so even if Matt won, he's likely a win and one. Win, and he's the one seed. If Matt loses... And he loses, too. He could still be the one seed. So, really, he, he should be good. He's almost all but clinched it. Could be the two seed if he loses and Matt wins. That's the thing. He's got him on points, but they got the same amount of win total. So, Matt, we just laid out how he could be the one seed. Um, if or if somehow, you know, he and Matt Nick won and he outscored him by 120 points, which I just don't see happening. Um, his worst case scenario, he could be the third seed. 
if Drew were to win and and wait, are they? Uh, 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 no, they're not playing each other. Okay, if he were to lose to Bob and Drew were to win and then outscore Matt by sixty in the po- process, Matt could actually. Oh no, I'm sorry, that can't happen. He's he's locked into the second seed because he leads our division and he's clinched that. Okay, so that's it. So Drew, could he get to the to the one seed? So he's got a giant. Nah, I don't think so. Basically impossible. He'd have to win. Nick would have to lose, and he'd have to outscore Nick by how many points? He'd have to outscore Nick by uh, nearly two hundred. Yeah. So he, I think he's he's about his best case scenario is the three seed. It's the most likely. Anything else is about impossible. His worst case scenario: if he loses to Devin, and then Dave and Bob both win. And all three of those guys, he's got one win on them, but they all have points on him. Devin's up by 115. Dave's up by 70. Bob's up by 60. If those three guys all win and hold those point totals, he'd be the sixth seed. So he'd go from controlling his destiny to to bottom of the barrel. Devin, he could be the three seed. If he beats Drew and either Dave loses or Dave also wins, but um, Devin maintains his point lead over him, which is 55. And he would need to hold his lead over the winner versus me and Bob. He's got Bob by 45 points. He's got me by 175. The worst he could get to is eight. If he were to lose, Dave wins, I win, and Bob loses but outscores him by that 45, and Bill wins and outscores him by 12, then he could fall to eighth. Highly unlikely, but it could happen. Uh, Bob is the three seed. If he wins, if Devin beats Drew, he outscores Devin by 45. Dave loses or Dave wins, but Bob holds his 10-point lead. All those all those four things happen. He could be the three seed. Worst case scenario, it could be eight seed. He loses, Devin, Dave win, or they lose but outscore him by the different totals, and Bill wins, and Bill has a 30-point lead on him. That could push him to eight. Um. Dave is a three seed. See, all these teams that are tied at six and six is basically a similar story. Dave is the three seed. If he can win, Devin beats Drew. He outscores Devin by 55 points. Bob loses or Bob wins, but he outscores him by 10. He could get to the three seed. If he, the worst case scenario, he could get to the eight seed. If Dave loses, Devin wins, I win. Bob continues to lead him by 10 points. Bill wins and continues to lead him by 40 points. He could drop to the eight seed. Um, my my thing, the point differential is basically too high for me and everybody at this point that I've been tanking. Um, I mean, I could get to three overall. Um, if Devin beats Drew, um, let me see. Eh, does that work? So Drew wins. No, it could be four overall, okay? If, if Drew won, Bob, I beat Bob and Dave loses. Uh, I could be the four seed, but I need like... 80 points to beat Dave's to- uh, total. So it's not likely. If I lose and Bill wins, then the lowest I could get is the eight seed. Bill, if he wins, Devin and Dave both lose, and he holds his lead of Dave at 40 points, outscores Devin by 12, he could get to the five seed. He could be back in the playoffs. That's as high as he can get. If just one of those guys loses, the highest he could get is a six seed. So, Bill, it's not exactly a win and in. It's a win and need a little help and in. 
Uh, he could win, and if both of those guys win, he's at seven. So he needs at least one to lose. Um, if he loses, he's at eight. Nate and Eric are, are stuck where they're at. Um, I mean, so I guess they could go like from nine to 10 if one lost and the other didn't. You know, they could flip between nine and 10. But let's just give you a simple recap real quick, just so everybody knows. If Nick wins, he's basically the one seed. Loses, he's likely the two seed. This is just the simplified kind of most likely scenarios. Matt, if he wins and Nick loses, he's the one seed. If he loses, he'll probably retain the two seed. Drew, if he beats Devin, he'll keep the three seed. If he doesn't, he could most likely slide down to around six. If Devin beats Drew, he could potentially be the three seed with a little help. But but most actually, no, most likely he's going to be the three seed if he beats Drew. Loses, he's probably five or six. But in, in a crazy world, he could fall to eight. Bob, it's a really hard path to three. He's going to have to have a giant scoring week um, if he if he wins. Um, otherwise, he's going to be in the four or five range that he's at. If he loses, he's probably five or six, and crazy things could happen. He could fall to eight. Dave is the hardest path to get to three. Uh, again, if he loses, he's probably five or six, but he could fall as low as eight. Um, I have an extremely hard path to four. If I won, I might be the sixth seed, but more likely... I lose, and I'm the 7th or 8th seed. Billy can get into the playoffs if he wins and either Dave or Devin loses. That's basically it. If they both win, he's the 7th seed. He's so close, but he's not there. He loses, he's the 8th seed, and Nate and Eric are stuck. So that's your playoff picture. Who will I be crossing off? Who do I think will not win the championship? Well, I could have crossed myself off a while ago, but let's do that now. I'm not making it. Um, so this is a tough one. This is, this is real fucking tough because I've already crossed off Drew and Bob. So my options are Nick, Matt, Dave, and Bill. I don't feel right picking Nick or Matt because they're most likely to get a bye. So maybe they don't have the juice to go all the way and get a championship, but they only have to win two games, two out of four, because they don't even really need to win their next their their next game this week. They don't they don't need to win the game this week. They'll still be one or two, still get a bye. Then they have a bye. Then they have Two more wins, and they're champions. So I feel tough crossing them out. If Nick hadn't made the trade for Tannehill and was going into this with just Brady and Fitzpatrick, I might do that because I didn't think he had the quarterback depth. And Matt, on the other hand, has a quarterback depth, but not the flex depth. So they both have reasons for me to want to pick them. Now, Devin, before Dave's quarterbacks or running backs that he traded for, before Kamara, Jacobs, and... um and Cook, Dalvin Cook started playing below their usual standard, I would have said Dave was the best team in the league, followed by Devin, followed by... Hmm, that's a tough one. I would say they were the top two. They'd be the two I was the most worried about. I still think Dave can get, across, can get back to it. Um, so, I mean, that leaves Bill. Bill's the easy one to pick because he's not in it today, but he could pop in it. And I think if he pops into it, he definitely stands a chance to threaten um, to, to threaten for a championship with Tyreek and with Mahomes. Um, but outside of those two, I have to see if J.K. Dobbins comes along. This is really, really hard. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say that Matt does not win the championship this year. That's right. I'm taking out the two seed. 
I mean, that's kind of stupid. I should, I probably should take out Bill because he might not even get into the playoffs. But I'm just going to be bold. I'm going to take out Matt. Matt, I know my preseason prediction was that you and I would meet again in the championship, but it's not happening, my friend. You will not survive past the semifinals when you come out of your bye. Whoever you match up in that, you're going to have the higher-seeded matchup of everyone that's left. Nick will get the lower-seeded if you guys retain the one and two spots. I think that guy will bounce you. Okay, that's it for me. I think I'll go get some overpriced hospital food from Panera Bread. Bye-bye.